You know, if you've been paying attention to the no news at all, you know that cops are under attack. They've been under attack for years now, but every once in a while, especially when the political climate's just right, they seem to just come back and that seems to be the sexy story that everybody wants to talk about. Cops are bad, police brutality, racism. Now, I'm not saying there aren't such things as racist cops, and I'm not saying police brutality can't be an issue sometimes. What I'm saying, though, is the numbers don't support, as I've discussed on this program before, an epidemic of police brutality or a major issue with racism. Okay, this isn't something that's just spread across the country and we can't stop it. But that's not really what I want to discuss. Okay, we've lost about 88 cops this year. <clears throat> and I happen to have the list right here in front of me. Cops who've died uh, related to 9-11 related cancer, three. Aircraft accidents, one. Assault, one. Automobile crash, 14. Drowned, three. Duty related illness, three. Gunfire, 34. Gunfire inadvertent or accidental gunfire, four. Heart attack, five. Motorcycle crash, two. Struck by vehicle, seven. Vehicle pursuit, two. Vehicular assault, nine. Now, if you throw COVID-19 in there, you got an extra 105. That'd bring it up to 193 deaths this year. Now let's go by month. For some reason, January had 12. February, nine. March, 16. Okay, and then George Floyd really hit. April, 38 deaths. May, 27 deaths. June, 20 deaths. July, 38 deaths. August, 24 deaths. September, we're up to nine already. Is this really what we want? Is this really the kind of society we, we really want to have where cops are dying? This is the part where people will say, well, that's what they signed up for. I'll tell you right now, and I've said it before on this podcast, nobody signed up for this. Nobody signed up to be killed. Nobody signed up to be attacked. Nobody signed up to be attacked because you're angry about something else. And then when the cop defends himself, people get angry again. As if it's somehow our responsibility to make sure you resist arrest safely. But you know what? If we took that, for example, if we just accepted that this is what they signed up for, Let's go ahead and take that same logic next time somebody's rioting. Well, they got hurt. Well, that's what they signed up for. They got killed by the cops. Well, when you're out there rioting and doing engaging in dangerous activity, well, you run the risk of getting killed. Whether by a cop, whether by a homeowner or property, someone defending the property, whatever. Or let's bring back the idea that committing crimes is dangerous. And it's always been dangerous. It's a dangerous activity. And let's just accept that in our society. If you commit crimes and get killed or hurt, well, that's the risk you run by committing crimes. Now, I'm not saying people deserve to get hurt. I'm not saying that I want people to get hurt. What I'm saying is, is there was a time in this country where if you got hurt committing crimes, it wasn't the cop's fault. I'm Brent Hardy, and this is Disturbing the Peace. Folks, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brent Hardy. Josh is joining me today. Say hi, Josh. Hi. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Jeez. One of my earphones just went wonky. No, sorry. I'm technical difficulties, nope, everybody. Nope, I'm good. All right, so welcome to the program. Hey, something interesting came out, and I kind of want to have like an I told you so moment. All right, then. So this is a topic that Josh never wanted to talk about. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this is not an I told you so moment, by the way, but okay. It kind of is. It and really isn't. If a couple episodes I did this monologue, and I explained why we have not discussed Breonna Taylor yet. Mm -hmm. And I said, one, it's obvious to me that uh, not only information has come out, and I'm waiting for more information to come out. Okay. Um, and what drives me insane, okay, if you're a leader in a police department, if you're ever a leader in any type of organization, really, um, or if you're currently a leader or whatever it is, if your agency or your organization or your business or whatever it is is caught up in some controversy, okay, and you know you're innocent, you know you're not, 
if you didn't do anything wrong, or even if you did, okay, it is better to just come out in front of it, release mm-hmm. everything you have. Okay, if I'm a chief of an agency and they get involved in a shooting or some controversial incident, I'm, I'm putting it all out there. I'm going to get a statement out really quick. I'm going to get my body cam footages out there. I'm going to get dash cam footages out there. I'm going to get jail footage out there. I mean, whatever it is, right? Because I'm trying to control that narrative and prevent the uh, the internet theories and all those people from coming in and getting involved. Okay, Breonna Taylor was one of those people. Um, oh, crap, hold on. Now I'm having technical difficulties. Breonna Taylor is one of those things where a lot of people were basically coming up with their own narratives of what happened that night. And even I got caught up in that because this whole time I was under the impression that the police served the warrant on the wrong house. Okay, and I read an article where they served the warrant on the wrong house. Okay. Okay, and so during my narrative, during my monologue a couple episodes back, I explained, I was like, look, that's almost impossible to do. Because when you write a warrant, okay, you have to... um, you have to document everything. It's not just the address saying, hey, I want to serve a warrant on this address. Okay, sign it, judge. No, you have to say, I want to serve a warrant at this address. It is a white house, brown trim, dying lawn, apple tree in the front yard, dead grass in the backyard, a shed here. If you have outbuildings, you have to mention those in your warrant. If you want to serve an attic, you got to mention that. The item you're looking for, okay, has to be not only in detail in the warrant, but you're only allowed to search where you could practically find those items. So, for example, if you're looking for a truck, like someone steals cars, and you're serving a warrant on a house that has a big shop, and, you know, obviously you're not going to go into the kitchen and start pulling out kitchen drawers if all you mentioned was I'm looking for a truck because a truck is not going to be in a kitchen drawer, right? And so you, you okay. have to, the, the warrants have to be extremely detailed, okay? And then on top of that, uh, when you put together your team to go serve this warrant, you've already had eyes on the house, Okay, you already know what the house is supposed to look like. You've already described it in your warrant. Mm-hmm. You've been there before. If you have a tactical team like a SWAT team coming, okay, the guy who's leading the team needs to have eyes on that house. He needs, he needs to go there during the daytime in an unmarked vehicle or whatever, and he needs to see what the, how what the house looks like. He needs to see what the terrain looks like. He needs to see what vehicles are around there, what could be used as cover and concealment. How are they going to approach the house? Okay, it's not just a Google map. You need to go see it for yourself. Okay, and then <clears> – sorry, guys. And then, I mean, there's so much more detail that goes into it, right? So if you're doing all your legwork, it is impossible, practically impossible, to serve a warrant on, your, on, on the wrong house. And so I was basically talking about that, and I was like, look, okay, somebody needs to be held accountable because it's, it, you can't do that, basically. All right, somebody was basically putting stuff in a warrant that wasn't true. Okay, so here's what came out. Let me see if I can find this article. <clears throat> so this is from... Uh, uh, the police tribune leaked documents claim Breonna Taylor was managing drug dealing ex drug dealing ex ex's money. He used her at ad, uh, address and stuff. Okay, so here's what came out. They didn't serve a warrant on the wrong house because a lot of people were like, "How do you do that?" The, the house you served the warrant on was across town. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were serving simultaneous warrants. She was handling the money. Okay, that means she was handling the payout sheets. Which means the people that owed this drug dealer money were on the, on there, and the people they owed money was on there. So basically, if he's a drug dealer, he's buying the drugs from the manufacturer, right? Whether it's coming in from uh, another country, whether it's a you know crackhead down the street, whatever it is, he's, he has Walter White in an RV. Exactly. Okay, he has that documented someplace. Okay, who he owes money to, where he's getting the stuff from. Okay, and then the people that owe him money. Okay, maybe other dealers who are like, hey sure. man, you know, spot me this much right now and I'll get it sold and I'll get you back your money. All this kind of stuff, right? She was handling that aspect of it. Okay. Okay, then across town was the trap house. This is where people were actually getting the drugs. 
who was coming and going, which dealers were coming and going, you know, competition, that kind of stuff, uh, which users were coming and going. Okay, she was documenting that. And if you read the documents, they actually have her on tape discussing this with him while she was visiting him <gasps> in jail. Okay. Okay. So they didn't serve a warrant on the wrong house. They were serving a warrant on her at this house. And the reason why it was at night. Okay. Okay. The reason why it was at night was because the trap house had to be at night. That now, makes sense. Now, Dangerous. Nights, yes. Night service warrants are actually pretty rare and they're hard to obtain. You have to articulate why it's so dangerous and stuff like that. These warrants have to be served at the same time. If you're hitting the location where the drugs are and you're hitting where the money's at, they have to be – because if you hit sure. one and not the other, the, the other one's going to disappear. That makes sense. Okay. So they had to do that the same moment. So because one had to be a night service because of how dangerous it is because you're hitting a trap house, mm-hmm. okay, um, they had to serve it on hers. Now they say, well, we got to get rid of these no-knock warrants. Hers was never no-knock. Mm-hmm. According to these documents, they knocked – they announced, they said, we're the police, open the door, we have a warrant. Police, open the door, we have a warrant. Police, you open the door, have and according to the case law, you have to give a reasonable amount of time for these people to get up out of bed. Yeah. What, what is that? What's that noise? They come to the door. You have sure. to give them an opportunity to surrender peacefully and do things peacefully. Police, we have a warrant. Nobody's coming to the door. Finally, all right, we gave them plenty of time. We, we knocked. We announced. We, you know, we're as loud as we can be. We know we probably woke somebody up at least. The neighbors are up. Whatever it is, boom, hit the door. As soon as they hit that door, they start taking fire. Yeah. Okay, one of their sergeants gets shot right away. They return fire. Brianna Taylor gets caught in the crossfire, and she's killed. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the things that Josh and I were actually discussing earlier, we weren't – did you ever look that up or confirm it? You know, I uh, didn't have a chance. Okay, so we were debating because he's like, well, she was killed in bed. And, and as you said, and I'm going to give you a chance to speak your piece here in a minute, Josh. Um, He's like, well, she was killed in bed. It doesn't change anything. You're right. Okay. Um, I don't know if she was actually killed in bed. A lot of people have said that. I yeah, I, I don't know if she was actually in bed or if she was found someplace else in the in the, yeah. in the apartment. So, and to be honest, I don't remember how I read it. I don't remember if I read it if she was in bed or found in bed. Like she could have been standing up, took fire, fell on the bed. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Um, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. Brianna Taylor possibly was a criminal all right if she was not the one firing if she was not the one who was a threat then she was in essence an innocent bystander killed in the crossfire Mm -hmm. so none of that other stuff actually matters it doesn't change what actually happened it really doesn't she didn't deserve to die that's my point. Uh, the intention wasn't the, the shoot her. No, and, and the intention wasn't. I mean, you to... break down this whole scenario. Of course, she, she was not. Yeah. And by the way, here's the other thing. It had nothing to do with race. Mm-mm. All right, let's 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 throw that out there because everyone's like, oh, you know, black people who were killed by you know cops due to racism. Well, hold on, let's back up a second. Actually, now, no. was she killed wrongly? Very possibly. Was it unjustified? Her death? Very possibly. Was it racially motivated? Don't see that anywhere. I don't see it. I don't see it. But again, in the end, the, 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 her character, her role in the criminal enterprise doesn't actually matter. It no. really doesn't. No. So, why, so why, bring it up, why bring it up? Why bring up those facts? What does it matter to bring those out? Now, I understand the idea of bringing out the truth about the warrants themselves, the whole, oh, they were at the wrong house, and no, that's not the fact, that's not true. That I totally get. But everything else, to be honest, in this situation, when you start dragging that person through the mud, whether it's justifiable or not, all you're trying to do is say, yeah, we killed her. Yeah, it was bad. But she wasn't a good person. I only well, bring this up. I mean, we, we, we had the same discussion with George Floyd. 
Okay. Yeah, a lot of people did that right away. They're right? like, well, I do not support George Floyd because he was because he was a criminal. Drug, he was a criminal, and, and he assaulted that woman. And yeah, he did all this. None of that yeah, was really relevant. Doesn't to the matter. Fact that he died. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. If he was being on trial, right? If he was in a criminal trial, I mean, judges and lawyers will argue and fight over what history can be brought up and what can't. Yep. Okay, true. And then when you bring in a witness, they all fight over the history of the witness because yep. one side's going to say, "Well, this is my witness." What's credibility? And the other side's going to say, "Well, he's uncredible because he's a criminal." Yeah. You know, so you try and like they argue about what can be made. You know, sure. what I'm saying? and so none of it, none of it's really matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, the problem that I have, and the reason why I bring this up, is because the internet has a bad habit of telling you everything that's not true. Well, you could have just stopped at the internet has a bad habit. The, the media <laughs> has so a many. bad habit of running with the sexiest story. Actually, the media has a bad habit of telling you what's not true because yes. the media, it, and it really seems like we live in a day and age where the media is getting its information from Facebook and then running with it. Well, and then they're running with anonymous sources like that. that story oh, from, the anonymous sources. Yeah, like that story from the Atlantic. Yep. Okay. Um, the Atlantic did the story. Now, Atlantic is just a super liberal leftist right. organization. Nobody even heard of it, right? I yeah. Mean, nobody nobody, had, nobody, nobody cared. in my circles ever read it. Like nobody even knew. knew. They run the story saying, well, according to anonymous sources, <clears throat> uh, the president uh, called soldiers losers and refused to visit a cemetery where mm-hmm. he believed losers were laid to rest. And we had four anonymous sources on this. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. Bring bring out the sources. Because uh, Media 101, all right, News Reporting 101, you would never – nobody in their right mind would ever run with that story. Not anymore. No, no, that's not the case anymore. No, in, in, anymore, yeah. They're yeah. running with it. In the but old days, sure. You, you talk to any old school media person and they're like, no, we won't run. Until you no. get a name attached to it saying this guy came out who was a former yeah. administration member – who, you know, whatever it is, until you get someone that's willing to come out and go on the record, mm-hmm. that's not a story yet. Mm-hmm. It's not a story. Not to mention, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, the president, I mean, for, like I said, he's been in the spotlight for 40 years, and suddenly he's done all these bad <laughs> things in the last, I mean, it's, well, it's that like, in the himself. last 40 years, he's been a big military yeah. supporter. You know, he's been outspoken about a lot of things in the last 40 years. He's been anti-war. He's got nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize twice yeah. in the same week. Okay, why? Because he's been ending war since, the, since mm. he came in. Okay, he pretty much eradicated ISIS. Okay, he put a stop to the Korean War finally. Okay, he was the first person to come out and say, well, we're not going to do what everyone's been doing for the last so many years. Mm. Let's do something different. Let's invite this guy to the table. You know, which is exactly what Ronald Reagan did to the Russians. You know, we, they had this ongoing Cold War, and he said, well, I'm going to call out evil by its name, and then I'm going to invite him to the table. You know, let's put a stop to this. And he did. Right? That's how you handle stuff sometimes, right? I mean, that's sometimes just the best approach. Yeah. And his whole approach is like, well, we're not going to keep doing the same thing we've been doing and still having the same problems. Okay? And look what he just did in the Middle East with yeah. Israel. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, the, um, the first peace treaty in 20-something years? Did you know that he is currently nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes? Yeah, I thought I said that. He was nominated oh. twice in the same week. Sorry, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> you know? I don't really listen to him, But he just, he just, he just... I mean, he, he got Middle Eastern Muslim countries who hate Israel <laughs> right. to acknowledge that Israel exists and says that they want peace with Israel. Right, yeah. No, it is. It, and it's a big deal. It's, it's a, a huge, huge deal. deal. It's you a historic know, deal. Here's the thing. Um, I actually personally believe that the Nobel Peace Prize is stupid. It and is. it's basically pointless. We could do a uh, whole episode on we could. all the people it's, that received it's it that given, didn't deserve it. It's been it. given to several presidents over the years who really never actually did anything, but they had <laughs> Obama. a... Obama. <laughs> you know what? No, I, I'll go out I got and, a weird... I'll go out and use Obama. I'll, I'll use Obama. Obama got his because he had a good idea. He, he didn't actually try to execute it in any way, but he had like a fancy thought that people really liked. Like, hey, what if? what about this? That would be cool, right? Yeah, that would be cool. Okay. Peace prize. I guess we'll do it. <laughs> but no, no, nobody did it. Nobody did it. Nobody did anything. 
Nobody did anything. It was just cool idea. Peace prize. Oh, geez. Trump, like him, hate him, whatever, actually did something. Okay. Uh, by the way, did I mention uh, earlier? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't told you yet. I have eight anonymous sources that have confirmed that Biden is actually six lobsters in a human suit. Wow. You know, yeah. I have two anonymous sources yeah. that tell me that your birthday's tomorrow. Um, see, no. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Since anonymous sources are now credible news. We're going to take a break. Yeah. And we're back. Hey, Josh, are you above the law? I mean, yeah, but... I'm not talking about your physical height. Oh, oh, no. You're not above the law at all. No, I was going to actually just start singing, I fought the law and the law won. So when I was a lowly street deputy and I was making car stops and, you know, ruining people's days and sometimes <laughs> making people's days, you know, helping them out with stuff, changing flat tires, you know, giving stickers out to little kids, that kind of stuff. Hearts and minds, hearts and minds. Hearts and minds, hearts and minds. I love that. I kind of miss it now that I'm a, and you know, fancy investigator and all. Right. <laughs> um, so... But one of my biggest pet peeves is when you pull somebody over and a third party tries to insert themselves. Oof. Huge thing. I mean, the yeah. first time it ever happened to me, I still remember this. I pulled over this lady and the vehicle in front of her that she was following suddenly stopped as well. Mm -hmm. And so I start talking to her and it turns out her husband was in the car in front of her. Uh, okay. They had separate vehicles for whatever reason. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. At least that stopped. makes sense. Well, he was a defense attorney. Uh. And so he immediately wanted to know everything and of everything course. and of course i had no intention of writing this lady a ticket i was like oh like i just pulled over because she i forget what she did she like rolled through a stop sign or something yeah. you know, just something like that and when i realized she was following her husband i kind of understand why, why roll, she rolled you know, she's trying to keep yeah. up with her husband and so i was like okay look i'll let you off with the warning blah blah, blah. you know tell your husband to chill <laughs> you know right. like and she's like no i will he's a defense attorney i think he's just over worried about it i'm like it's just a stupid ticket a defense attorney could afford a ticket right and i didn't even write her one so anyways uh so, but it was always a big pet peeve. Like I've actually seen people go to court and get arrested because of um, obstruction of justice, is what mm -hmm. it's called, right? Uh, when they start interfering in a traffic stop, start leaving people around, and this is kind of what happened to a certain mayor of a certain town who maybe thought he was above the law. Uh, mayor arrested after interrupting a vehicle stop to bash cops. Uh. He said, "You're as bad as the effing drinks down in Minneapolis." In Nisswa, Minnesota. What does, even, what does that even mean? I don't know. I never had the drinks in Minneapolis. Uh, and they Nisswa, make bad drinks in Minneapolis? I guess, Minnesota. On Saturday, August 29th, the uh, mayor of Nisswa, Minnesota, Fred Heidemann, uh, stumbled on a motor vehicle, stopped, and began sticking his nose where it didn't belong. Very true. On Saturday, police officers from the Pequo Lakes Police Department in Nisswa, no, I'm just shaking my head at the whole thing. What a yeah, moron. And, and, well, these names are crazy, man. And this oh, police dude, Wisconsin. Department, yeah. Uh, made a traffic stop, which um, then turned into a search of the car. Okay, that's not uncommon. Sure. All right, for plain view. Sometimes yeah. somebody's on probation or parole. Right, whatever. Mayor Heidman is seen on the officer's body cam. <laughs> Can I see the video? They they pulled the dash cam footage. Yeah. And they put picked his mayor and slammed him right across the hood. <laughs> Good. So you see him looking right up at the camera. Mayor Heidman is seen on the officer body cam footage walking up to the police officers with his dog while filming with his phone. Oh, my God. As he approaches, one of the officers can be heard asking, what are, what are you guys doing? Or he can be heard asking the officers, what are you guys doing? Um, the officer does not respond, which prompts Heidman to say. So basically the officer like, doesn't respond as in, like, it's really none of your business. Yeah. You know, like, but he's trying to be polite. He's like, look, I've got to focus on my thing. Okay, he doesn't respond, so Hyman responds with, You guys are emptying this effing car out on the road. What the hell are you guys up to? 
don't you guys have something better to do, like patrol the goddamn streets? <laughs> Fearing for the mayor's safety as cars can be heard whipping by, right? an officer tells Hyman, go stand back over there. This isn't safe for you. Appropriate response. Appropriate, yeah. Okay, clearly concern for his safety did not sit well with Hyman as he begins to go on a rant criticizing the, the police officer, saying, you know what, I'm the mayor of this effing town and you guys get the hell out of, or get the hell off our highway out of here. So I think these are state police or county police that are um, there. Oh. Yeah, so they probably yeah. didn't realize who he was at first, but it doesn't matter. Hyman continues yelling, F you guys. Either. Then he goes on to say twice, effing dinks. What is that? I don't know. I like to call people a walnut. It must be like a Minnesota funny. thing. Maybe it was I a Minnesota guess. thing. Uh. Uh, before telling the police officer, uh, the officers, they are not qualified to perform their jobs. Hmm. Like you're going to know, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Hyden continues to berate the officer saying, you would think up in this area we'd have some decent effing cops. You're as bad as the effing drinks down in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to say dinks again. Because drinks okay. doesn't make any sense. Well, what does dinks mean? I don't know. What's what a sound, dink? It sounds more inflammatory than calling someone a drink. DTP at USA.com. Right? Somebody please email me and tell me what the bleep is a dink. Facebook, whatever. Get a hold of us, please. Yes. If you're from that I, area. I need to know what, what I don't, this dink I don't get is. What it, is. it is driving me insane. Uh, uh, so, okay. So he's a moron already failing the uh, attitude test. Already. Well, first of all, you're inserting yourself. Yeah. Well, number one, let's talk about how dangerous of a situation he's actually putting himself in. You have no idea why that car is stopped. Every year... Not just one, but several uh, patrolmen throughout the country are killed in car yeah. accidents. Okay? They're killed because they make a stop on the side of the road yep. and they get hit. Yep. Okay? There's nothing routine about a traffic stop. Nothing at all. Okay? It's extremely dangerous. And that's why we usually encourage people to stay in your cars mm -hmm. because at that point, that's the safest place for you to yeah. be. Now, even moving aside from the obvious hazards from the road, you don't know why they pulled that person over. You don't. That could be a violent felon. You know, waiting for his opportunity to pull a gun. You have no idea what's going on. Why in God's name would you insert yourself into that situation? Yeah. Oh, because of the entitlement yeah. you think you have, remember especially when, as the mayor. Remember when Maxine Waters did that? Oh, yeah. She did something similar. She sees this car stop yep. on the road. She wants to get out and yell at the cops and as if she's something special. She's, yeah. She's lucky she didn't get arrested. She's lucky she didn't get arrested. Okay. Uh, let's this see. guy, not so lucky. Because <laughs> I believe he did get arrested. Uh, which is appropriate. Uh, yes, which was actually pretty funny. Again, if you guys watched the video. Yeah, I've seen uh, it. It's pretty funny. Hey, congratulations are in order. To? Uh, well, to the transsexual Satanist anarchist who won the primary in New Hampshire. Yes, I For read sheriff. that. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Now, didn't actually get elected sheriff yet. No, he won the, or I don't know, she won the primary? Uh, I think, well, I think in the article it says that they in prefer, all sincerity i prefer not, she well I don't, it doesn't say the pronouns she. it says she i'm not trying to misgender and i'm not trying to mock it right, right? no i'm, I'm legitimately I'm confused as to what yeah whatever the pronoun whatever is, yeah whatever the I'd appropriate like to one is. use the appropriate pronoun sure okay I, again i i have my opinions about this kind of I'm stuff. i'm gonna go ahead and say she because you know it says transgender female just, so i'm gonna say she um, i'm not out there trying to hurt anybody's feelings you know the platform she ran on was interesting it was in-depth it was insightful it, she ran on a platform of fuck the police. Yeah, I'm seeing that. That was her whole platform. You know, it was I, on her campaign poster. I just read a whole article where I substituted that word and said F, and then you come out and just drop you it. You did. I, I, you know, it's, hey, PG-13, you get one. That was the one. <laughs> you get one. I've used right, it. Fine. Now we can move on. Okay, so that was her entire platform. It was on the posters, and she wins the primary. Yes. Aria DiMezzo is her name. 
is a self-described <gasps> transsexual Satanist and anarchist. Libertarian. Libertarian. <laughs> okay. I mean, she kind of had me at libertarian. I don't mind. I associate I you, with I some libertarian views. I don't know if you can be an anarchist libertarian, though. Well, libertarians are notoriously anti-government. Yeah, so, anti-government, I mean, but, but not be anarchist. A full, yeah, you can't be a full anarchist. Yeah. I mean, there's a line there somewhere. Uh, she ran for sheriff of Cheshire County in the primary on the platform of F the police. Right. She claims the system is totally broken. Okay, fine. And since she won the primary nomination for sheriff, she is correct. <laughs> Which is actually a great line, by the way. People whose IQ is lower than a rock voted for her. <laughs> this is not our our comments, by the way. This is the this article. This is the he's article, reading, guys. Reading the article. Uh, but, hold hold on. But I will give her credit, though. I will give her credit because I've heard. I believe I've heard you say it. I know I've said it. If you truly believe the system is broken, why don't you get hired and change it from within? I actually want to talk about that. So yeah, so I'll give her that much credit at least. Hey, at least she's she's stepping up and like, saying, right, I like fix not it. just gonna sit there and bitch and moan. Like, okay, uh, it's a broken system. I I want to fix it. As misguided as this person very well may be. Well, if you really want to fix it, that's not the level to fix but it. On. Probably well, the sheriff is it? governed by state laws. So yeah. you're gonna get anything. I'm gonna fix the system. And realize, oh wait, I, I can't. Know. I can't let people out of the jail. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think it'll be. I think it'll be an education. But but hold on. Is, but it's not the. But it depends on which. You guys don't see me doing the air quotes. It depends on which injustices you plan on fighting. Like if you're, if you truly believe we live in a racially unequal in, in society, if you're the top cop in the county, well, then you're definitely in a position to fight that. So I have a. Friend. So it, it depends. You know, I depends on what issues. Her and I kind of go back and forth, and then we have different opinions about stuff. But we're good friends. We have good conversations. So what we were talking about earlier. No, different oh, one. Uh, okay. <clears throat> He's got a lot of friends. I, well, I know. I'm kind of popular. He's a friendly guy. Oh, speaking of that, so I was trolling this page on Facebook. Okay. And uh, what did I say? I said something. I'm like, oh, I thought you might have recognized me. You know, I'm kind of famous. And I, I said that sarcastically. <laughs> right? Like, because I'm not famous at all. Right. I kid you not. I had people like, really? You're fa- I don't know you, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm looking at this, like, all these people that comment oh, on that. Oh, my God. And I'm God. like, I bet you at least five people in this thing have googled me to see oh, if i'm, I'm really sure. famous i'm sure okay so, that's hilarious anyway awesome. so this friend telling me and she and i posted this meme on the Silver the peace page and that she's a member of that she follows and if you mm-hmm. haven't found it guys by all means find the facebook the peace page pretty awesome uh i posted this meme and i was saying hey you know if you if you really are against the system if you really want you know if you really want change join up right sign yeah, up for the academy absolutely. let's you know be part of that change change I'm, from I'm all about it that's the way to do it right and she literally comments she's like well I think the system's broken, so until it's fixed, I don't think it's worth it. But that doesn't uh, make sense. Time. No, it doesn't. Well, the problem is, is, and I told her this, and she actually kind of reluctantly agreed with me. I'm like, hey, you know what? Because she, she's talked about wanting to be a cop. And I was like, go for it. Go for it. Go sign up. I'll help you. I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not for everybody. But I'm mostly because I wanted the, the kind of the I told you so moments because she's going to go sure. through this training. And she's going to realize all those videos she's watched, all the, the social media stuff, all the oh yeah, you know, all the stuff where she had strong opinions about police shootings and everything else. She's gonna realize how wrong she was, and you know what I'm saying. You're you're gonna learn all this training. You're gonna be like, oh, that's why the cop acted like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why this happened. Oh wow, they you know, for crying out loud, people. When I was in the police academy, talking about tolerance, I had to go to the tolerance museum. They loaded up my entire class on an airplane, sent us down to Los Angeles for a weekend. And we did a whole day in the Tolerance Museum, and they had presentations, special guest speakers that would come and talk to us about stuff. That was my training. Free weekend in L.A., though. It was basically an evening. And then we got okay. to the airport because, you know, L.A. traffic. We get to the airport Ooh. late, and the director was like, he, as soon as we get to the airport, he gets off the bus, and he's like, 
All right, guys, I got my ticket. I did a pre-check-in, so every man for himself. And he freaking booked it for his plane because we were starting to run late. So That's we're like, oh, crap. Awesome. So everyone just kind of scatters through the airport trying to find, like, pre-check-ins or counters or whatever, get their stuff. Yeah, it's pretty That's funny. awesome. But, yeah, I mean, we went to the Tolerance Museum. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we went – I mean, we had guest speakers. We had people who were cops who came in and talked about times they were racially profiled. Mm-hmm. You know, because we had one guy who's just – he was – a minority who was riding his bicycle through a certain town and he got stopped and then he's like i want to speak to your supervisor after he kind of learned that the cop didn't really have a reason to stop him mm-hmm. and there's fighting you know what i'm saying like and he tells these stories and stuff so we get this one-on-one stuff we get this training about this kind of stuff you know we get held accountable for comments and thoughts and, and things you know tell I mean, me about it not to mention then you get hired and you go through these exclude like this huge excruciating background check you have to fill out this whole packet and then you're going to have people showing up at your neighborhood talking to your neighbors hey you know yep. that you know that guy over there you know what I'm saying? You talk to him. You know, is he a troublemaker? Does Background he check. Yeah, they're going to be running criminal history on you. They're oh, yeah. Be, I mean, everything. It's you know deep. what I'm saying? It's crazy. And so that's why I always said the idea in this day and age of a cop who just, you know, puts on his badge and his guns, like, I'm yeah, going to go after my... It's crazy. stupid. It is kind of ridiculous. Nobody makes it that far. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and it's just dumb. So anyways, yeah, people were like, oh, we, the whole system's broken. Okay, fine. Join up and fix it. Because either you're going to end up thinking the same way we do. Right. Or you might find something that needs to get fixed. Yeah, which, you know what, look, there's no such thing as a perfect system, okay? Human beings, get ready for this, folks, human beings are not perfect. There's no perfect person on earth. Sorry, Karen, no perfect person on earth, okay? So anything created by humans is also inherently flawed. Well, yeah, and then the other argument is like, well, I'll, I'll start supporting cops when cops start, uh, you know, turning in cops that break the law and are like. We do that all the, that happens all the time, all the time. When you hear about a bad cop, when you uh, read that article about a bad cop yeah. who's caught doing something bad, nine that, times out of ten, it was a good cop got that caught by another cop. Yeah, got caught by another cop, investigated by another cop, anything. Wait, have you guys ever heard of internal affairs? Yeah. Do you know what that is? We internal have a affairs. Whole bureau. Yeah, there's an entire <laughs> bureau. Every agency has this, by the way. On some level, in some aspect, every agency has this entire little little section that their entire job is to find other cops who are doing things wrong. And they're often for like medium and small agencies, they're often hired from the outside. Yeah, they're often outside. So, now, not always, but not always, but very often. They're often hired from the yeah. outside, so they don't have any friends or loyalties within the department. No. They just come in, they're like, I'm investigating everybody because I don't want And I don't when they anybody. are inside, everyone hates them. <laughs> so they don't really have any friends anyway. Sorry, oh, guys. Oh, my gosh. You, to our own guys, if you are listening, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. You know I love you guys. Well, I, I do know a guy. Got, I, I know a couple of them, too. He got put so in that like, position. Hey, I immediately, he got put in that position. He, you know, he was assigned to it. He didn't choose yeah. it. He was just assigned. Yeah. And I immediately blocked him on Facebook. <laughs> With the intention that someday, when he's no longer in that position, I'll unblock him. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Hey, folks, everyone has that person in their life who seems a little harder to buy for than anyone else. But before you settle on yet another gift card, check out Beyond the Branch Designs in Northern California. They do custom wood-carved home decor like flags, badges, and display holders. Reach out to my new friends, Lisa and Mike, branchdesigns99 at gmail.com or 530-301-4420. All right, and we're back. So, there's a very sad story that happened this week uh, down in Los Angeles. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, two Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department deputies are in critical condition after being ambushed and shot multiple times on Saturday night, September 12th. The deputies, whose names have not been released, I believe they have been released now, uh, are said to be a 24-year-old male and a 31-year-old female who is the mother of a 6-year-old boy were reportedly shot in the head multiple times but were able to radio for help did you watch the video on this one 
I can't. So uh, I, I've I've tried a couple times and I haven't been able to. Essentially, they're just parked there. Um. Yeah, but these people. First off, these two deputies are certified badasses. You get shot in the head, you stay in the fight. You're a badass. Yeah, one was shot in the jaw. The yeah, other one's, in the jaw. I think in the forehead or something. Yeah. And, they, uh, yeah. and both continued. They got out of the car. They right. They called for help. They took cover and concealment. I mean, they didn't know. You know, they were sitting there. But anyways, they're sitting there parked, and this dude just kind of walks up on them, unloads in the car, uh, and then takes off running down the street. I mean, these guys got hit. It was a complete ambush. They didn't see it coming, obviously. Um, and that's the thing. That's the thing about police work, and that's the thing that you have to understand. When, when a cop is being rude and he's telling people to sit down on the curb, when he's putting people in handcuffs, when he's putting them in the back of his car, the yeah. problem is the cops will always be at one big disadvantage. And that disadvantage is you don't know what the guy's about to do. He knows what he's about to do. Right. But you don't know. So he'll know if he's planning on running. He'll know if he has a weapon that you didn't detect. Okay. He'll know if he's planning on assaulting you or not. You, yeah. You will always be the last person to know. If he takes off running, oh, crap. I was the last person to know he was going to take off running. Now I got to just chase him. Sure. Okay, if he pulls out a weapon, I was the last one to know he was going to pull out a weapon. You're always the respondent. Mm-hmm. That's where they okay. call first responders. Yeah. Okay, you're always responding to other people's actions. And that's why a lot of the social justice arguments fall apart. Okay, the cops are there because somebody called them. Okay, now, granted, there is a lot of proactive police work. Okay. Not and, for long. Yeah, not for long, but there is a lot of proactive police work. And that's where a lot of people make their arguments about racial um, uh, discrimination and all that kind of stuff. And I've always made the argument, and you know, especially working nights, I honestly don't know who's in the car until I walk up to the window because you can't see. Right? Yeah. The inside of people's cars are dark. You know, and even if you're in the daytime driving down the freeway, I have no idea what the the race and gender and and you know preferred religion is of everyone in front of me. You mean you don't just psychically know? <laughs> I've had people try and say, well, if you know their plate, you know what they are. Well, you saw them through the window. Yeah, when they drew, you know, bl- when they blazed past me at 90 miles an hour and I was at a dead stop, I totally saw who they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but people say the plate <laughs> so thing. Like, well, well, if you could run their plate, you know what they are. I'm like, first of all, I'm not driving down the freeway. Just running, running, running plates. Running plates looking for the minority so I could pull them over. That's right. stupid. That is okay. stupid. Second of all, uh, you can't from a plate. The plate tells you a name mm. and it tells you an address of a registered owner. Okay, but unless you actually have well, you can make an assumption based off a as name. to their race by their name. Oh well, if it's John Smith, I'm not pulling that guy over, right? No, that's stupid. But anyways, and the other thing, I'm driving down the freeway. I gotta pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If I run a plate on the freeway, I'm basically trying to see if it's stolen. Yeah. So I basically, sense. I can type it into my computer system. I get a little alarm. I goes ding ding ding. You know, whatever. And, stolen vehicle or stolen or lost plate. You know, expired registration. You know, that's all I'm doing. Okay, I'm not looking at names. I'm not reading people's addresses. I'm not seeing where they're coming from. That's mm. stupid. I I'm mean, really just upset. the mere thought that people believe that happens. I mean, you're an idiot if you really believe yeah. that. That's a, that's I'm really upset that the, the computer doesn't actually make that noise, though. That would be awesome. Actually, some do. <laughs> they do make a little quacking uh-huh. noise or a little buzzing noise. It actually startled me the first time it happened. <laughs> you know, in some cars, we got these automatic plate readers now. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Some of these cars are outfitted with these. Basically, it's a camera. And no, don't get all conspiracy theory on us. It's basically scanning plates and then forgetting the information mm-hmm. because it scans it and sees it's stolen yeah. and then it forgets it. Sure it is. Oh, geez. Yes. That's going back to that federal Illuminati database. Yeah, and apparently birds aren't real. They're just, you know, uh, they're spies. They're drones. They, they, sit, Duh. they sit on power lines because they're recharging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you heard that conspiracy? Um, 100% true. Birds aren't real. 100% true. As somebody who uh, has hunted ducks and Not dove. all birds. Hold on. Not, <laughs> not all birds. Conveniently, it's the birds you don't hunt. Well, I've Sparrows. Hit, I've hit plenty finches. Of, I've hit, Have you ever hunted a raven, sir? I think not. I 
half hit some with my car. <laughs> and I don't recall picking a robot out of my grill. Uh, well, of course you don't recall it because they blast you with the memory uh, eraser right when you hit them. So you don't remember that it's a robot. I mean, yes. come on. Think about it, sir. So think anyways, about it logically. They scan the plate. If the vehicle's not stolen, it forgets the information. That's all it's doing. It's just scanning for stolen vehicles. In California, we have a big stolen car problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how because the newer cars get, the harder they get to steal. But we find they, yeah. the criminals get creative sometimes. I'm not well, going to lie. Plus, there's they still a lot out. of old cars out there. Um, but anyways, yeah, these, these two deputies were ambushed. Um, you know, from what I understand, they're stable. They're doing good. Here's the part that drives me nuts. Ugh. The crowd outside the hospital. Yeah, people suck. We're chanting, we hope they die. They tried blocking ambulances and things from coming in. We hope they die. You know, all this other stuff. First things first, I don't know how the crowd figured out where they were. Usually that's not information that's openly yeah. broadcasted. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. All right, but I don't know if they followed honest, an ambulance or what. It's not going to be hard to figure out. You're in L.A. County, though. It's There's a be- lot of hospitals. It's not yeah. like you're in a, you know. It's, you're in any county. And two deputy sheriffs got shot. What do you, you got to look for? Oh, that's Where true. are all the cars? All, all the cop yeah. cars that are outside Where's the every cop headed to right now? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not that hard to figure. It's you're really right. not that hard to figure. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So anyways, they figured out they're blocking ambulances. I think, I, I read one story saying that they're trying to prevent them from coming in. I, yeah. I think that's hard to believe. I think they're already there. And then, you know, they thought they were preventing them from coming in. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, so that's what I keep hearing too, is that they were trying to, pre- they were preventing ambulances from dropping off patients. In the theory that they were preventing the deputies, which, by the way, makes you a garbage human. Makes you a garbage human. Um, But what they were actually doing was stopping regular civilians, regular citizens who needed to get to the emergency room because the deputies were already in there. Yeah. But unfortunately, these, again, you don't see my air quotes, peaceful protesters are stupid as shit and don't understand what they're actually doing is possibly killing regular people. Well, this is this is why a lot of the analysts are like, dude, Trump's going to win. You know, people are like, well, this is Trump's America where all this stuff is happening at. Oh, stop! I yeah, hate but that. everyone I knows that. everyone knows that these aren't Trump's people. No, you know what I'm saying? These, I mean, and when you have Democrat politicians coming out and saying, yeah, well, the violence is going to continue if you don't vote for Joe Biden. Right. That sounds like you're holding us hostage. Kind of sounds like a threat. That sounds like a threat. Yeah. Like, really? Are we? Are you really going to plunge us in the civil war? And why would I vote for like- six lobsters in a human suit? <laughs> Verified by eight anonymous sources. <laughs> So, anyways, deputies, your life matters. Uh, uh, I hope you guys for you guys. Quick. We're praying for you guys. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, if you if you support the message of these protesters, if you some, I I told this actually it was the same friend that I was just talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was going out to go protest with BLM, and I told her I was like, hey, you know what? More power to you, girl. If that's what you feel like sure. you need to do, great. You know, no problem. Uh, just keep in mind, be wary of who you're standing next to in mm-hmm. those crowds. Not everyone there wants the same thing. Not everyone there actually okay. supports your ideology. Yeah, because this person doesn't hate cops. She she hates injustice. She hates racism. When she thinks she sees it, she wants yeah. to protest and get more and power to you. More power to you. Absolutely. Good you for know, you. But I'm I'm telling you, everyone not everyone in that crowd feels the yeah. same way. And, and I just, understand like 94% of these protests have been peaceful, and I can attest for that for what I've seen. Sure. Um, but, again, not everybody in that crowd feels the same way. They will lash out yeah. violently. They will get you sucked. I mean, if you've never been tear gassed before, I promise you, if you're not the person who's going to be violent, the guy next to you is. And guess what? You're going to get tear gassed, yeah. too. You know? And I'm, and don't discredit mob mentality. When that first guy <laughs> throws that first brick or that first Molotov cocktail, people who may have actually showed up with the intention of, well, we're just going to do peaceful protesting. Oh, you know what? The shit hit the fan. Let's rock. People do. That happens. It's mob mentality. It happens. So, um... <clears throat> Switching gears for a little bit and for the last part of the segment. Um, there was a story that came out a while ago, and Josh, you're part of the um, the uh, 
what is it, the moral support team? Peer support. Peer support you know, it breaks my heart every time you get that wrong. <laughs> God. You know why? I'm just bitter because I never got nominated to be part of that moral team. Moral support team. Moral support team. Anyways. That's not <clears> true. Did you see the story about the Salt Lake City officer who quit because he didn't feel like he was being supported? Yeah. After he got injured? So, officer wounded by rioters resigns due to lack of support from city and department. Yeah, that was the one who's like, hey, you guys win. Yeah. Yeah, So. Uh, a Salt Lake City officer who was injured after being assaulted by a rider wielding a cast iron mm. uh, water valve cover. This is the guy who, if you saw this video, he's about to get into his car. I think he just did handled some and said so he's getting out of the car. Then out of nowhere, somebody throws it like a frisbee. It's like almost yeah. a ca- Captain America was actually trending on um, oh, yeah, that's Twitter right. because this guy ended up taking it to the back of the head. Yeah. Ended up getting a concussion. So, anyways, he – um. <clears throat> Uh, water valve cover in May uh, has resigned from force due to a lack of support from city and police leadership. The 40-year-old, now former police officer, identified as Anthony for his own protection, uh, told the news station that he was hit in the leg and head during the May 30th riots. He suffered a concussion and was hospitalized due to the, due to the attack, but he said he didn't hear a word from Salt Lake City Police Chief Mike Brown. Yeah, that's pretty crappy. I didn't hear nothing from him for, you know, days, Anthony told uh, the news station. In fact, I wrote him an email saying, hey, just wanted to let you know. See if you uh, knew I had you had an injured officer out there uh, in hopes that you're getting more support than me and my family was. Um, so, look, there's there's two – there's two immediately there's two approaches to this. I can see cops looking at this guy and say, dude, stop being a crybaby. You know, this is your this, – this, Nope. You, you don't see that. Nope. I can see some cop out there being a jerk. And okay, don't that. get me wrong. There, there are shitty people everywhere, and I could definitely see somebody looking at that saying, you know – and saying that, but as a majority, I would say no. I would say most cops understand where he's coming from because you, human beings as a whole, want to feel valued in what they do. Okay, you want to feel like you're at least you know recognized as being a part of your agency. Okay, so when something like that happens, because that's major, that's serious. You want you do want somebody you do want the chief to recognize and or somebody to you know in the, in those high positions to at least recognize hey man you know are you okay because you matter to us yeah and it, the article goes on and it said the chief actually did call him after he, a few days after he sent the email yeah that's you too, know and too late. checked into him too late but here's the thing when that when that line's been crossed and you feel like you're not getting that support it's really hard to come back from that it's almost impossible yeah it's I mean even if you stay with the department you're always going to hold that resentment of yeah. And I've been in situations in my life where it's like a line's been crossed. Like I remember uh, years ago, um, my brother and his wife uh, had a kid, and um, the local church family in the local town got together and did like a meal train for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys, you know, you just had a baby. Congratulations here for the first week or two. You know, we have these meals for you. We have all the support. Uh, years, a couple years later, I'm in the same community, same group, same circle of people. Uh, my twins were born. They're born prematurely. We need a lot of support. Nothing. Mm. crickets you know no meal trains no nothing nobody was offering help nobody was coming visiting us not you know and that hurt you sure. know that hurt yeah, no, that, no, was, that, that was something that like i had to swallow my own pride a little bit and be like right. no i'm not special you know I, I you know but it did hurt and i kind of understand that resentment um but when it comes to leadership um we had an incident there's a reason why i live an hour away from work um but we had i'm not going to go into the details but we had an incident at my own personal home where i used to live mm-hmm. that kind of forced us to kind of pick up everything we, we had to leave but when the incident happened i had Two lieutenants and a captain show up at my house the same day. Like, yeah. it's still being investigated by the local police, and I had two lieutenants and captains show up. Uh, I had a ca- another captain, an undersheriff, and the sheriff all gave me a phone call all mm-hmm. within that same hour. You have our support. Tell us what you need. You know, like, boom, I had three days off right away. Yeah. Who's your supervisor? Cool. Boom. Three days off. You know, go take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just, 
and granted, nothing really came of it, but I felt loved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't forgotten. Yeah. I, I've never, it's, it's important. You know what I'm saying? I've, yeah, it was important, you know? And it felt good, and it made me feel like, okay, this is my family here. Uh, I'm being seen. I'm being supported, you know? And we, we did have the support and love that we needed, and I really appreciated mm-hmm. it at that time. No, it's super important uh, if it's and, – and more and more, and more uh, you're going to see people who – as the younger generation kind of comes in and we're hi- we're all hiring them and they're coming in, they actually, you know, and you got to give credit to these younger generations, they actually understand the importance of that recognition more so than any generation before it. Even though the old generations also think it's important, they don't voice it. Because for that fear of, you know, seeming weak, seeming like a crybaby, whatever, the younger generations actually do feel and voice that, like, hey, I do want that, rec- not recognition, but I want that feeling of I belong to an organization, I belong to this family, and I'm important, and when bad shit happens, you're going to have my back. And cops are going to be walking away. All you all you agencies out there need to start hearing this. If you don't support your cops, they're going to start walking away from you. That is going to happen. And right now, with everything going on in our country, it is more important than ever to have your cops back. I keep pointing to this to the to San Francisco PD putting up the BLM posters in their in all of their lobbies. I don't I know what you're doing. I know you're trying to show the community that, you know, hey, this is where we are. We, you know, we we believe in tolerance and equality and I think that's great trying to get that message out there. But think about what that's saying to every cop who works for your agency every time they walk through the door. At, at the end of the day, we're going to put this above you. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a message you want to give because you're going to have people running away from your agencies. Yeah, not Maybe not San Francisco because you're paid so freaking much, well, but San Francisco is not the agency that needs that. You know what I'm saying? No, like, not really. You know, they really are an agency of diversity and, and acceptance well, most, and everything. Pretty much most agencies are. Yeah, in California especially. But yeah. the point is, though, is you got these guys that are on the lines dealing with these protesters and rioters yeah. being threatened, being yeah. told that you they know, need they your want support. You to die. We need all this stuff. These, these organizations, the BLMs organizing mm-hmm. these protests where cops are being threatened and told that they are racist that they're killers that they're everything and then they turn around go home back to their department and they see those posters they yeah people the the folks out on the line are going to need your support more and more Uh, it's important if you ignore it you do so at the detriment to your own agency Hey, folks, do me a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. It helps us reach a higher audience. It helps us reach out to those people who may also enjoy this podcast. Also, like it, subscribe to it if you haven't subscribed yet, and be sure to share it with your friends and family. El Presidente himself was in Sacramento today. Oh. President Trump made a trip to Sacramento. He wanted to, the woods. yeah, have a little talk to Gruesome Newsome about the, the wildfires. Um, yeah, Governor Dipshit uh, immediately <laughs> launched into. Uh, well, not immediately. You know, he did actually uh, thank the president for all of his help. For he he acknowledged uh, Trump's contribution to fighting the fires and dedication to firing the fighter fire yeah fighting the fires. Um, so it started out like everything was going to be kind of cool, right? Then, of course, politics gets in the way. Oh, those grubby little politics. So he want, so Newsom goes into this whole thing about how climate change is what's really responsible for these fires. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay, so if climate change is responsible for all these fires, why isn't the entire world burning? 
<laughs> just, just, I just want to throw that out there. Don't they have a fire stop right on the Canadian border. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right on the Canadian border. There's like it's nothing in Canada. It's it's weird how that works out. Like now, Trump himself, of course, comes out and he's like, uh, I don't really think that's the issue. His for his issue is forestry management. Um, he he's talked about it a lot somewhat ineloquently with his, you know, let's rake up the leaves and, you know, everybody kind of ragged on him about that. But well, even though what he, what he's saying is... Raking's a real thing. It's actually, yeah, it is a thing. It's just now, done with the bulldozer. the way he puts it, again, Trump is ineloquent. He's a blunt, he's very blunt and he's very ineloquent he, he's, on what he says. He's not a good public speaker. No, he's a terrible public speaker. As um, opposed to Obama, who was a great public oh, speaker. great public speaker, but just everything was bullshit. <laughs> well, Obama did that cadence. He, yes, he had he a did. cadence of that Southern he Baptist did. preacher. He's like, and we're going to do this. And yeah, we're he was gonna a great that, speaker, actually. And we're going to, you know, we're going to lower this level of the yeah. seas. And we're going to, do, you know, we're do, you know, he had that, that cadence to his oh, voice no. that resonated with a lot of people. Well, it resonated with, I mean, uh, I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. Like, I totally, like, got into that. And it's like, man, if you weren't just completely full of shit, <laughs> you would be amazing. But anyway, so uh, that kind of goes back and forth. Um, you know, Trump kind of uh, brings up the whole, like I said, he starts talking about, well, it's about forestry management. Uh, that's the biggest issue. Um Newsom's like, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree in the yeah. most right. weak, the most weak-willed, like, shitty comment. He actually said, we're going to have to agree to disagree. And so uh, it's just ridiculous. There's two things here. Okay, one. Climate change or not, you still have to do forestry management. Yeah, it's you still important. have to remove. It's you have to remove dead trees. You have to clean up the uh, the undergrowth. You have to do that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Especially around inhabited areas, right? That's where you have to do it. deep forest. There's not a whole lot you can do. Nature's going to take its course, but around roadways, highways, and stuff like that, you have to do management. Okay? Yeah. You have to. I mean, not just to protect those from fires that may start from a roadway, but also to protect people around towns and stuff that where the fires might come towards them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to do that management, and it makes a big difference. And that's the thing. You, you could look over the last 20 years in California and watch how they've been defunded, how their techniques have changed, how they've been doing things just wrong and differently due to environmentalists like the Sierra Club organization, that kind of stuff, encouraging them to just leave the forest floor alone and let everything yeah. be natural, blah, blah, blah. Um, so is climate change or not, you still have to do that management, and that's not happening. Here is my big conspiracy theory. Oh, okay, here we go. I, yeah, I talked to Josh about oh, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me hand him a tinfoil hat. There you go. All, All right, right, here we go. Go. California has this thing called Prop uh, 13. Okay, and it passed in the 70s, but what it does is it kind of locks in our uh, um, our property taxes. Mm-hmm. So if you buy a house, you're not allowed to. You're basically not supposed to be reassessed, and you pay less, mostly the same amount in property taxes, minus like school bonds or anything that might be thrown on top of it uh, throughout the time you own the house. Now, that changes with a few exceptions. For example, if you remodel your house, your house gets reassessed. You know, assuming you pull permits, you, your house gets reassessed. <laughs> it's a big assumption there. Yeah, and things like that. And then they say, okay, well, you bought your house in the 80s. You remodeled it in 1998. Mm-hmm. You know, it got reassessed. So you remodeled it again in 2018. Uh, your house gets reassessed, and now your house is worth 600000 where you bought it for 200000 sure. in the 80s. You know, stuff like that. So that that's what changes your property taxes. Um, <clears throat> but when your house burns down and you rebuild – your property taxes get reassessed. So if you have a house that's been there since the 70s, you bought it in the 80s, or maybe let's say grandpa bought it, grandpa put you on the title, he died, it just transferred to you, the property taxes never changed, your house now burns down, fine, cool, I'm insured, you know, Mm -hmm. luckily my family's safe, whatever it is, you rebuild your house, it gets reassessed, and now what grandpa bought for $115,000 back in the 70s is now worth $700,000, and now you're paying that much in property taxes. 
Okay, now you're paying seven thousand dollars a year just in the property taxes to have this place. Okay. Okay, where before you're paying, you know, fifteen hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so yeah. my conspiracy theory is is that I think they allow things to burn with the exception of, hey, let's get people out of there. You know, they're not necessarily allowing yeah. people to die. Yeah. But all the people have died. Um but my conspiracy theory is they're letting California burn because one, it does clean up a lot of the forest really fast. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you lose all those structures when they get rebuilt to get reassessed. You, they will actually make California actually stands to benefit from in the la- next year or two from all these people rebuilding because one, you're going to have the contractors come, they have uh-huh. work, they're all going to pay income taxes. Okay, not to mention um, all the permits that are going to be bought. Mm-hmm. You know, permission to build—that's a big thing in California. You need permission from your local government to do anything to your house, Damn including build one that's you know just replacing this existing structure or was existing, and your taxes get reassessed. Mm. So California actually stands to be a big winner. When all these structures get wiped out. Yeah, I got to be honest. My place burned down and probably just take the money and move out of state. Well, that's probably what a lot of people I think a lot of people, yeah, I think but a lot, lot of people are going to do what that. what taking the money means, though, is you're going to sell off your property to somebody else who's going to come along and build their house. Well, that's true. And it will be the way. California so still way. wins. I would like to think that you're just crazy. You, you can take the hat off now, by the way. I'm not wrong, though. Um, I would like to think that Wishful there's thinking? nobody... So jaded to just say, yeah, we should let it all burn. That way the state makes more money. I'd like to think that. Problem is, is I don't have enough faith in humanity to say for certain that that's not true. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it's an unsubstantiated theory. There's not enough evidence to say that you're right, but there's not enough evidence to say that you're wrong either. Did you just call me a liberal? No, no. Oh. No, not at all. Because uh, if I was calling you a liberal, that would mean saying you're definitely wrong, but you're <laughs> screaming at the top of your lungs that I'm a racist Sorry. for calling you wrong, that's or a, a fascist, or a misogynist. A, that's a uh, <laughs> reference to a political argument when people make an argument that you can't prove right or wrong. It's just it their is. opinion. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, like, like, I know you're wrong, but I can't yeah. prove you're wrong, and you can't prove it. Well, that actually, I'm, no, with this one, I really don't know that you're wrong. I don't know that you're wrong. I'd like I'm to, just saying. I'd like to think that you're wrong. I think you're right. Like, if you came, nobody's going to come out and say, well, yeah, we oh, love God, burn. No. no. But in in the end, like I said, California does stand the win. The California no, government true. does stand the win when people are that's rebuilding true. structures. Okay. So, anyways, moving on. What's this? <gasps> oh, that's right, folks. That's right. News from Florida. That's right. I finally got a jingle. I got a jingle. For our Florida news. I got a jingle. I got a jingle. I I got got a jingle. jingle. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, so in Florida, I I learned something this week. Uh, Do not complain about your service. Okay. Man shot in face after complaining about service at a Florida shop. Damn. This dude was at a smoothie shop, and I guess they were taking forever, and he finally said something, and somebody somebody shot him in the face, which is not funny at all, Josh. Stop laughing. Oh, no, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's... Like, like, that is... Damn! Yeah, so, uh, a Florida man was hospitalized after investigators said that he was shot in the face Sunday afternoon at a Fort Pierce smoothie cafe. Investigator <laughs> um, said he continued to rant. Uh, this guy, basically, his customer service sucked. It, it, and he said he, con- he started ranting. He continued to rant until a man came into the shop, confronted the victim, and then shot him in the face. Uh, then the shooter ran away. I don't know if he actually was involved in the shop or he just hated Steve. He just hated the – yeah, that might not be Yeah, it may not related. actually be related. That might not be related. Uh, moving forward, uh, for some reason, Florida is actually doing something I strongly disagree with. No. So there's a town in Florida uh, that used to have a ban on sagging. 
oh, that's awesome. Oh, we should, no, we need and to adopt now, that. Yeah, now they're getting rid of their oh. band because they decided it singled out minorities. No, it doesn't. I, I guess they think. How does it single out minorities? I, I see people think... of every race, creed, color, well, and whatever, and they're equally stupid walking around with their ass hanging not out. Not to mention, I want to meet the cop who's going around and. Seeing this, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I, like what cops right. going around back? Like, your pants are too low. Give me the yeah. ruler. Give me the ruler. Someone give me a tape measure. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, if you really need to advertise that you're open for business, because that's where sagging came from, folks. It came from prison, and it was an advertisement to the other prisoners that your butthole was open for business. I heard that. That's no, that, that's a fact. That's actually where that it is came a, from? that is true. It started in Old Folsom Prison mm. here in California. It was a way to advertise that you were open for business. All right. Okay. I've seen a lot of young men open for business, I guess. Yeah. How it became synonymous with that, what do I want to say, hip-hop lifestyle? I I don't know how to put that. Yeah. So I don't know how that happened. I had a judge complaining about Zagging one time. He's like, why won't this trend go away? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, they've been doing it since the 90s. Like yeah, some trends, he's like, I understand. Some trends come and go. Bell bottoms came and went. You right. know, like some things just happened. Did they? Because I still see them. Well, actually, but, no, I get just bought a pair. It's actually see? funny. Yeah. But anyways, you know, like certain trends come and go, right? Yeah. You know, hoop earrings, whatever, yeah. you know, like this. I mean, he's like, and sagging just won't go away. Yeah. And like, I remember when I was a kid, people would sag because they were trying to make their pants baggy because that mm. was the style. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. manufacturers just started making pants baggier. Right. You know, and then it but then the sagging out. didn't stop. You no, know, it didn't. And it's like, no, stop it. It's like, so, and, and you know, you ever notice that people who do sag, your underwear is really not that nice. You know, it's gross. Okay, spend the extra money and get some better underwear if you're going to have to do that. Especially when it has stains in right? it. Right, it's just gross. Nobody hey, wants to see your tidy whities bro. Josh, speaking of tidy whities have you ever been able to test a product in store to decide if you like it or not? I mean, you try on clothes. I mean, like test drive a car, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, test, yeah drive... test driven a car. And, yeah. You know. So, a Florida woman is arrested after stripping naked and using a pink sex toy in an adult store. All right, folks. Well, that's been Disturbing the Peace. Thanks for coming. Um, this is a family show. God. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, here's the thing. You start looking for Florida news, and you put Florida man, <laughs> then click news, right? You get what pops up. Well, I've been doing this thing where I also type in Florida woman, and I click news, and this is what popped up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, that's, I'm pretty sure those products are kind of like underwear. Once you buy them, you can't return them. Okay, so... Yeah, but hey, I guess wow. that's why she wanted to try it, right? I Just guess. To make sure. So a police officer who responded to a Florida adult store recently for a oh. report of disturbance discovered a naked woman using a sex toy on herself in the back room. That's disgusting. A little bit. Uh, according to an arrest affidavit, the bizarre incident took place uh, at about 7.20 p.m. on August 31st at the Lion's Den Adult Superstore. Ooh. The <laughs> Lion's Den Adult Superstore. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Lion's Den Adult Store, because they're not oh super. My gosh. And here's a picture of the woman. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that tracks. Yeah. I mean, that, she, that tracks. I mean, obviously, this is a podcast. You folks can't see her, but th- she looks exactly as you would imagine. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. We're going <laughs> to leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything else. All right, Josh, do you have anything to add? Not after that. God. <laughs> you know, I usually don't like to end on that note. No, but that's that's a, yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's just now it's stuck. I can't move it on is, from it. It is. stuck. I can't. This is Disturbing the Peace, folks. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, by all means, like it, share it. Uh, get, we need more listeners. We need more people. Tie someone to a chair and force them to listen to it. We don't yes. care. Yes. I mean, if you really want to torture somebody with something awesome, <laughs> uh, go ahead and play our podcast for them. DTP at USA.com. If you have um, suggestions, complaints, if you want to put in your two cents, I will read your email and, Absolutely. and bring up the topic and we can discuss it. 
Okay, if you want to put in your two cents on something, so that's DTP at USA.com. Josh, you have anything to add? Uh, nope, not really. All right, thanks for joining us, folks. Say no to drugs and make good decisions.